Would you like to find out how to align your life with God's best? I'm Lisa Pulliam, founder of More To Be and host of this podcast. And I believe that the more we seek God and study his word, the more he'll transform us to become like Jesus and equip us to impact this world with kingdom hope. That's what a life aligned with his best looks like. And that's our mission at More To Be, to become more like Jesus. This episode is sponsored by our More To Be Sisterhood. You can join the sisterhood at academy.moretobe.com and get access to a library of biblically-based resources and coaching opportunities. We are so grateful for our sisters from around the world who make this podcast possible. And now let's jump into this episode of the More To Be podcast and seek God to equip us to think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus every day. On this episode, I am super excited to have my friend Wendy speak back with us. Welcome back to the podcast, Wendy. Thank you. I, I may be more excited about this interview than any others that I've had recently because you're in the midst of what we're going to talk about. And it's just going to be, it's going to be so fun. It's going to be great. And so for those of you who don't know Wendy, we've had her on the podcast before for her 40 day sugar fast. I think we did two episodes on that one. Uh, we might have. And uh, now we are going to be looking at a, another fast. And it's for your new book that's come out, The 40 Day Social Media Fast exchanging your online distractions for real life devotion. Mm. Oh, so good. And so in I addition, love that subtitle. I love that subtitle exchange, exchanging real life. I'm sorry, exchanging online distractions for real life devotion. Goodness. Aren't we a distracted bunch of ragamuffins? Oh, it's terrible. Oh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I know. I know. And, and you've been busy in producing this book and you're also, you know, on these various podcasts you're interviewing all over the place for this book you're still coming off the wave of the 40-day uh, sugar fast and you're writing and so this is an interesting time that you actually wrote this book even in the middle of COVID right yes yeah and we wrapped it up the editing process during COVID yeah. there was just enough time for me to uh, change one of the chapters and call it social distancing <laughs> that is day 10 which will be my reading for tomorrow <laughs> oh, yeah so when I saw that I was like wow the timing of this when mm -hmm. so as we're recording this let's see what is it it's the middle of November uh, when we're recording this episode. So COVID numbers are starting to rise again all over the, the country and shutdown is is happening and this idea. Right, we're getting ready for Thanksgiving and talking a lot about social distancing again right now. Right, right, which I think is interesting. So rewind and kind of lay the foundation of how you ended up writing this book sure. and, and the premise yeah. behind it. Well, it's it's a fun recap because we have had conversations before. We've talked about anger, I think, too, on one oh, of the right. episodes. Yeah, right? triggers. Yeah, well, we did. Here's the story. And the story really rolls one into the next. I was leading a Facebook group with Amber Leah for moms struggling with anger and just mm. explosive, reactionary, overwhelmed parenting. And one day I said, so what are your triggers? And I didn't explain what a trigger was. We all knew. And they started hundreds and then thousands of people saying, why can't they get their shoes on and get in the car? And my husband's traveling and I'm going it alone and I'm sleep deprived. And there's all this bickering and disrespect and blah, 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 blah. And so the next day, Amber said, okay, well, we're not going to help you get your kids to obey. So you don't have to be angry. Let's talk about 
what's going on in us. And let's turn to God's word and invite him to really do a, do a work in our hearts. So when they do wrong, we can still do right. Mm. And I know this is not about social media directly, but just hang with me for the story. It was in that same group where I said one day to specifically moms who were having a hard time keeping their emotions in order. I said, what would happen if we said no to sugar for 40 days? Talking about a detox, like, would we be able to be more calm? Mm -hmm. Deep breath. Would we be able to be more kind and consistent? Would we be able to stay emotionally grounded when our kids are melting down? And we could actually help them. We would see their meltdown, their sugar meltdown, maybe even as what it was, not disrespect, but they were struggling with them. And we were in our right mind and body Mm -hmm. to help them struggle through life. What a privilege. And what we found during that first sugar fast was, oh my word, that really helps. It really helps us to be intentional in our parenting when we're not running to our pantries to get us through that three o'clock hump and another glass of a sweet latte or a sweet tea, we actually physiologically can stay calmer. But what's even better than a physical detox is a spiritual fast. So we didn't just do a sugar detox, Mm -hmm. cleanse. We said, instead of turning from sugar high to sugar high, we're going to turn to the most high. And how does he change us to be calm and kind and consistent with our kids, but also just in life to make us his ambassadors for life to go deep in our relationship with him rather than deep into our freezer for another pint of ice cream. Mm. And in the midst of this, Lisa knows because she's always there doing it with me. I say, but what else? But what else are you turning to to get Mm. you through hard days? And hasn't 2020 been a string of hard days? And what I've heard for the last few years when I've asked, but what else? In mass, people say, my social media, my phone, my laptop, my email, YouTube, binge watching Netflix. I'm turning to everything online. And so I said, okay, well, then that's our next fast. So your question was, how did you get to the point? And it's like, well, you know, just follow the trail of all of our conversations. And this is where we now are. Yeah. Yeah. And it is a really profound place to be uh, because at some point in the last eight days, I have had a half a dozen people tell me to watch this, the social dilemma social on dilemma. Netflix. Mm-hmm. I don't I have no idea when it came out. Yeah. Not long ago, sometime in this last year, but I recommend it to anyone listening to this. I'm sure yeah. Lisa will put it in her, her show notes, but yeah. it's really profound. And we watched it with our teenagers. Wow. Like, so that's what that's on our Friday night watch list. When the mm-hmm. girls are home, when my middle comes home from college, we're going to be watching this together because it is, uh, you listed all of the forms of addiction. And one of the things that uh, that the documentary really stood out to me about was that there's only two di- different types of people that are called users and those who are addicted to drugs yeah. and alcohol um, and, and pornography, somebody who's addicted and a user of social media or technology. Yeah. And I just thought, dang it. Dang. And that the truth, because when you remove that source of addiction, you have that that void and you see how your body really responds physically and emotionally. You see your habits for what they are when the thing that you have been using has been removed from you. Yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. But you know, there's something interesting about, because you've done the sugar fast and now we're doing the social media fast. Don't you agree that this, the sugar fast is harder to get through the detox stage, but social media, like we, we keep, we keep picking up our phones and going, Oh, I forgot. I, you know, I took all my apps off. I forgot. Okay. So I'm going to put it down and maybe there's a little bit of loneliness and well, I better make an effort to get together with a real life friend. Yeah. In a way, with sugar, it continues to be something that, because I'm a user, right? Yeah, and yeah. I train my body to only feel good if I'm getting that that dopamine release. Yeah. But we also train our bodies to get that from our social media. However, because we're looking up, we're seeing that God created our world so full of feel-good endorphin releasers right. that it almost hurts less. I would say it hurts less than the sugar fast because- we're looking up from our phones that we've become addicted to, but we're seeing how good yes. and real life is, yes. whether it's time together with our kids and our husband and moving our bodies and um, strolling instead of scrolling, I yes. guess we could say. Yes. There are so many things that we look up and immediately see as a benefit yes. in the real life when we yes. get offline. But I think it's not as hard that detox stage. I think it's interesting that you should say that, especially, you know, being on day nine. Um, I feel like with the sugar, there was this like an, an edginess and angstiness to me to, to not have it. And an eye opener sort of like, holy smokes. I had no idea this was my issue. Um, and it's interesting because during this week I hadn't, I had actually yesterday, we just came back from a weekend away and I, I was aware of how much sugar I've been consuming for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I think it has to do with the parallel of doing the fast right now is I'm mm. my, my um, sensitivities are, are raised at what I'm turning to. Yeah. And any fast, any you know, fast. Yeah. Like me, Lord, you're going to be sensitive. Yeah. yeah. But with, uh, with the social media fast, there's a sorrow that it's different than the like angsty of the pain. It is the, Oh Lord, I am so sorry for how absent I've been from the life that you've given me to live. And there was um, in the reading today um, on day nine, because I'm I'm keeping the journal too. And Mm. it was something that really stuck out in me for me was, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Um, The joy the presence in your presence, there is fullness of joy. So Psalm 1611, you make known to me the path of life in your presence. There's fullness of joy. Your right hand are your pleasures forevermore. And it's interesting because I did not write that down in my like reflection verse for the day. Cause something else had stood out to me, mm-hmm. but all day, all day long, I've been thinking presence that has been, what has been missing. My presence has been missing in, in my real life. life in my real life and in my um, relationship with God to the magnitude that has existed for the last nine days. Mm. And, and with that, that explains the joy that I am feeling that, that it's a different joy than I've have ever had uh, Mm. or that I've ever had for the, I can't remember when I've had a kind of joy of what I have right now. Since your phone outsmarted you anyway, right? Right, right. (laughs) And, um, and so I'm really kind of camping out in that place of, I don't want to go back. And here's, here's an interesting story. So this past weekend, we, um, 
took the twins who are 15 and two of their friends away. It's the first time we've ever been able to do this because usually there's six of us and six of us, that's already hard enough and expensive enough to find a place. So neither of the older girls could be with us. We, we took the twins and their friends and it's in the same cohort of their class. So these are kids that they're already spending every day with in school. Yeah. So there was, we were within COVID. No tracking issues. We were in COVID, you know, uh, restricted yeah. issues. Um, and we, we ran out of town because our floors were being redone and the fumes were too bad. I had no idea what we we're going to do. We end up at this Airbnb near the ocean because I love the ocean and have not been there in a year and a half and wanted to be near the ocean. And I thought, Friday afternoon, I'm crazy to take four 15-year-olds, boy, girl, mind you, right, uh, away for a weekend and think that I'm going to have rest and, and pleasure. Like, what am I thinking? So shockingly, they listened to Les Mis the entire trip down and Hamilton. That sounds fun. So I was like, okay, this is off to the right start. As soon as we get to the place, they're like, we're playing Dutch Blitz. Do you want to play? They're asking us to play card games with them. They played card games for two hours. No one had their phones out. I asked them, said, guys, you need to plug your devices in in the kitchen overnight. Like they're not coming into the bedrooms. I get up before them in the morning. All their devices are plugged in. Mm. I thought, praise you, Jesus, right? Like, okay, similar value families. This is a good thing here. Mm-hmm. I figured, okay, well, how's the next day going to go? We ended up getting in the car and we went to a special donut shop. We went to a special coffee shop. Then we went to, I said, we're going to buy kites and we're going to go fly kites at the beach thinking it's going to be like a half an hour. And then they're going to be like, okay, now what? Or they're going to be with their phones out, right? Taking pictures. Three hours later, flying kites, no phones in hand. Like I stepped on one of the girl's phones. I was like, is this your phone? No, nothing. And meanwhile, there I am on a social media fast. And what am Mm -hmm. I doing? I'm thinking, ooh, should I post this? Shouldn't I post this? Oh, but I can't. All right, put the Mm -hmm. phone back down. The number of times I was thinking I needed to capture this to share with somebody and, and was distracted, like to the point, I'm like, enough already, Lisa, stop it, stop <laughs> it. Like just yeah. be present with these kids who are fully present and giggling like hyenas right now, like just mm-hmm. take this in. And then the next day was when I read your story about the butterflies. Yeah. Isn't that the best? I know. I know. Oh, I love it. So, I love it. Well, we'll you... have to share it. Yeah. But the, the main point of this one, I'll tell the story of the butterflies, but I want you guys to hear what I, I think Elisa's um, modeling so well is we miss much when we share much. Yeah. And so had she taken, uh, you know, made it into an Instagram live and, and spent her time then putting hashtags mm-hmm. all over it and sharing it with all the parents of the kids that were with and that, 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 hashtag the heavens declare the glory of God and hashtag creator and hashtag, you know, right. weekend fun and hashtag. And she bowed her head over the phone. Yeah. Had she done that, yeah. she would have missed it. And I think we miss much when we share much. Yeah. So how awesome that in a way the kids are leading you by example there. Yeah. So here's the butterfly story for those of you who have not yet done the sugar fast. I'm sorry, the social media fast. 
And that is one day I was at the dining room table and I was writing out like a grocery list or something, just doing some simple work. And my kids were right on the other side of the windows, uh, jumping into the pool. And it was spring, um, a nice warm spring day. And they started screaming, mom, mom, you got to get out here. And I looked up and there was an honest to goodness uh, butterfly migration just blowing through, fluttering through our backyard. And like, I'm talking thousands, like yeah. swirling up against your skin. I'd never seen anything like it. Not monarchs, like yellow, yellow butterflies. Yeah. And I started, I, I pivoted to go to my, get my phone. It was in my room because I was on a social media fast during yeah. it. Yeah. And I thought, you know, best way to stay away from your phone is to keep it plugged into the other room. And I realized, wait a minute, uh, I'm on a fast. I, what am I, what am I planning to do? Well, I'm just going to take a video, right? I'll just take a video. But I thought, no, I'm not going to, I'm going to go be present. Yeah. And I turned back around. I went out there and my kids hopping out of the pool and putting their cold little arms, wet arms around mm. my waist and just taking it all in. And mm. we start counting, you know, 78, 79, you know, 80, 81. Mm. 80. And we're counting out loud. And my oldest child looks at me, locks eyes with me. And he said, good job, God. And he <laughs> acknowledging that I had taught him when he was young, that praise means to tell someone what a good job they've done, right? Hey, good job on your homework tonight. Good job helping set the table. Thanks for clearing the table. You're doing yeah. such, you're doing such good job growing up. We give praise to people. Well, that's exactly what it means to, yeah. to acknowledge a good job God's done. So we would yell when we come over a hill and we see the the ocean. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Say, good job, God. So here's Caleb now saying, good job, God. Yeah. And we were just fully present. Yeah. And I think nothing has made being present harder than being present online. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it really is remarkable. And it's so much a part of the culture. So even, you know, my youngest, Caitlin, has been watching me do this social media fast. And she, I think, discerned the tension I was feeling on, mm. on Saturday. And she confessed to me, you know, Monday that she's like, you know, I was kind of feeling it too, because I was getting these snap notifications and I mm. felt like I had to make a choice. Was I going to choose to be present with who I was with, or was I going to be present with who wasn't there? Right. And, and isn't that really the question? That is really a question. And she's like, I, you know, I chose to be present with who I was with and mom, I was happier. Mm. And she's like, I'm going to take Snapchat off my phone. I'm, I'm mm. signing off and I don't know how long I should sign off for. And I said, well, just sign off until like, why don't you sign off till Black Friday? Like, just take a break. Take a break. Mm -hmm. and, and she's like, yeah, that's what I need to do. I just need to take a break from this. Mm. And I, I was like, I love that she knows the reason behind it. And yeah. so when you're you know, this isn't just a break. So we're pouring into our real life relationships. This is also when you're fasting, yeah. you're not just lifting your eyes so that you see your flesh and blood people. You're also, I mean, really at the heart of yeah. any fast is we're fasting from something we're consuming, yeah. right? Yes. So that we feast on Christ, his yes. word, which changes everything, his presence in our lives. Yeah. So it starts with lifting your eyes. I love this. Um, I put it in the dedication page. It's yeah. Colossians 3 um, from the message translation. It says, don't shuffle along with your eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. I mean, don't you just want to hold your hand up to your yeah, face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right yeah. in front of you right there. Look up 
and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. And I, the first time I read that translation, I was like, oh my word, this, this literal, physical. if you can see right now, just shifting this, looking up, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Swinging your eyes up, swinging your head up. You're looking up to the mountains from where your help comes from. Yeah. But then what happens beyond that? God says, what's most important? We ask God, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for most important is you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm -hmm. And the second commandment and most important thing is like it, love others. Yeah, yeah. And so when we when we lift up our eyes, we see Christ and we see how much he loves mm -hmm. us and we mm -hmm. love him back and we spend time with him. Mm -hmm. if, if you're getting off social media and you're like, you know, I spend like three or four hours online every day. Yeah. That's a lot of time. I don't know if I'm being the word that much. No, it's not about being in the word. It's about being in the presence yeah. of God. Yes, get in his word. Yes, spend more time in prayer, but just enjoy his presence. And as you enjoy his presence, yeah. number two is going to come easier, which is love others. I know. You're going to get so full up of him being loving towards you and you loving him back. It's going to start sloshing over the sides of your life so that you can love the real life people. I got a message, Lisa, from some mom mm -hmm. that had done it with us the first time after one of our sugar fast. I said, okay, let's just log off for 40 days. And a bunch of women did. And I got a message from one of them. And she said, Wendy, mm -hmm. I saw my kids' faces more often. And they saw my face because I didn't have a screen up in between us. Right. And I enjoyed them more. Yeah. And I wrote back to her and I said, Sarah, is it possible that you enjoyed them more because they were more enjoyable? Yeah. Is it possible that because they had our presence, because they had our intention, yeah, we didn't have to get our attention? You know, so often our children have learned that negative attention is still attention. Mm -hmm. They just need our attention. Yeah. It's about being present to the Lord, being present for the sunset, being present for the, the yeah. kite flying, being present for your neighbors, being present for the kids, for your husband, yeah. you come to bed with the energy to make love and mm -hmm. you're just present. And yeah. really the gift is you, the present is you to them, but the present is, oh, it's just it's, so much fun and rewarding. It's profound. And, and really until you, you make the decision of what you're going to fast from, mm -hmm. do you begin to see what's been consuming you? Yeah. So like I made, um, and, and the reason I resisted for so long was because I'm like, how do I do this? I run an online business. Yes. Good question. Right. I'm like, I don't know. I don't even think I can. Like that was a, my response all the time. All my leads will die. Blah, 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 blah. And um, God has really shown me since going to graduate school for my master's in counseling this fall that, that when we do what he has ordained for us to do, he takes care of the details. It doesn't mean we can be reckless and irresponsible, but that he's more faithful than we ever give him credit for. Yeah. And so I know that was like, okay, God, you've taken me this far. You can take me another 40 days. Yeah. And, and because of this process, and this is for all those online ministry and business people, sure. you know, I've had a love hate relationship with tracking stats and seeing where my leads come from. But one advantage to doing that loosely over the years is that I know, for example, that Instagram is not part of my business building strategy. I do know that my Facebook page is a place that people connect with and engage with. Right. Regardless of the numbers, I see what comes through to the website, right? 
And so I, I had to look at this and say, okay, where, where is it responsible for, where do I need to be responsible to continue to show up and where don't I? Mm-hmm. And is there a way that I could continue to show up without it causing me to stumble? So here's how I did it. I, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, let's get practical. Yeah, and you offer like a framework that helped me evaluate that in the beginning of the book. Yeah, in um, those opening days, you know, when we get ready for the sugar fast, I always feel like someone's going to call me out as a fraud, but I'm not telling them what to eat and what yeah, not yeah, to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make the details to the Lord. It's a fast. It's between you and yeah. him. And that's what we did with this one too. So in those opening days, before yeah. you even start the fasting, we say, take the details. Yeah, yeah. And that was helpful. So- I made the decision that I um, was going to be completely off Instagram, deleted the app off my phone. Uh, and, and that was because that's a place that I end up scrolling and not mm-hmm. engaging. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, was the temptation. Yeah. I was like, that, that's mindless. And I wonder how much time it's consuming two hours a week. Mm-hmm. That's how much time that's, con- you know what I could do with two hours a week? I know. Somebody give me two hours right now. Oh yeah. Two hours a week, <laughs> man. I didn't do any schoolwork on Saturday morning. Instead I got up and I spent an hour with the Lord before I fixed breakfast for those kids. Wow. Yeah. That's practical, right? That's buyback time that God has ordained. So I, I did that and I, I made the deal and told my daughter, I'm like, I'm going to check my messages on Instagram, like once every two or three days in your presence so that I could check, but there was an accountability. Accountability, yeah. All right, I figured that was good business stewardship. I decided I was not going, I deleted the Facebook app from my phone, um, but I left the Messenger app. Mm -hmm. And I um, decided I will check Facebook notifications on my computer throughout the day as I normally do, um, because I still want to nurture my more to be coaches group and still be present with them in that Facebook group where we connect. Right. Right. Um, and if there were people that were used to messaging me through Facebook, I could respond to those messages. So I'm on day nine of this. And today was the first real day where I was tempted to scroll Facebook mm-hmm. uh, because things were peeping up just slightly over the fold. Of, of posts that I like, oh, I just wanna see that. Oh, I really wanna see what's going on. And these are sometimes things that cause me to stumble and feel jealous and mm-hmm. angry and sad mm-hmm. and insecure. And- Oh, now we're, now we're transitioning into some other themes that maybe people that aren't worried about work and ministry, they're like, oh yeah, now she's speaking my language. Yeah, yeah. So that's where me personally is I'm going through kind of the crucible of reality of like, okay, these are the things that cause me to be distracted from God's promises and about who he says I am and how he wants me to be in this world. Mm-hmm. And, and why do I have to feel compelled to participate in something that's not good for me? If I was an alcoholic, I would not advise myself to go hang out in a bar just because everybody else can go hang out in a bar. I would not go to a bar. Right. And if you struggle with self-comparison, you know, comparing all the, I mean, you and I are about the same age. Yeah. We're getting a little bit older. Yeah. And it seems like all the online influencers are getting a little bit younger. Oh yeah. Just a little bit. They're really, (laughs) really, oh my word. And they know how to use all the filters. I know. but they're gorgeous. And I want to just say, oh my goodness, I'm so distracted by how pretty you are. <laughs> but then in, when I'm not in a healthy place, I can go to an, a negative place, yeah. Yeah. you know? 
So, and, and that's, that's all of us or, or, you know, a lot of young gals, uh, your daughter's ages, all of them, they see what they're missing out on when their friends are getting together and they didn't get invited. Oh, I've walked through that with every one of my girls. Yeah. Yeah. We're living in an era right now where everybody's just sort of snarky online, right? During this election, it's been very combative. During COVID, I, I have to tell you, I had this um, during the original quarantine. Um, Target stocked the 40-day sugar fast. And I got a message from my publisher saying, hey, would you hop onto social media and just give them a shout out? You know, just say thank you. So I went to Target and I held up in front of the big Target sign a picture of me holding the sugar fast. I was also wearing my mask. And oh. I, my question was, uh, you know exactly where I'm going. I know where this is going. <laughs> Can you tell that I'm smiling? I, I thought that was pretty clever. I thought I was being quite funny there. Um, and I'm not a big funny person. Like I'm a Bible teacher for goodness sake. <laughs> but, <laughs> you are funny. <laughs> I, had, I had multiple people absolutely social media shame me. Why are you wearing your mask? Are you just following what your governor says? Um, you know, he's overreaching um, your civil liberties. And now you're now you're just boasting in it and inviting other people to be frightened too. I was like, what? I just wanted to celebrate the fact that my book is in Target. You guys, this is huge. And yeah. why are you so mean? Yeah, yeah, and I know. So it's not just comparison. Like there are so many things that might be traps, whether you're a yeah. mean person or you're an easily hurt person. Yes. Well, and if you watch that social dilemma documentary, Mm -hmm. that is one of their big complaints and concerns. And these are all, you know, context is this, the people who who did this documentary are all former execs of some kind or another for all the big, they created like the guy who created the like button on Facebook is, is in Mm. this. And um, they they talk about the way that the systems have been created um, to keep us engaged, number one. So that addiction is designed. Number two, yeah, it's not it's not accidentally it's not, involved. It's, it's really engineered. Engineered. Number two, to feed us the information that advocates for our own belief system. Yes. Yes, which which makes us more and more juiced up and ready for a good argument. Right. You know, like if you slow down, I mean, if you could see me right now, like yeah. my my, yeah, my thumb yeah. is moving. If you slow your scroll over a scripture, then you're going to see more scripture posts because that hashtag Bible verse yeah. is oh, this person really likes that. They slow every time there's a Bible verse. Yeah. If you slow down because there's a a political commentary that's specifically right or left uh, angled, then it's going to feed you more of what you slow for. So you're being slowed down. And if you were slowed down and you're talking about losing your civil liberties, and then you see Wendy wearing a mask in front of Target, you know, all over Wendy with your anger, because you've been, you've gotten really worked up by what's on your feet. I know. When only Wendy was wanting to be funny about, can you tell I'm smiling behind my mask because my book's in this great store? Exactly. Um, Exactly. So it really is crazy. But you brought it up to say that there are temptations online and recognizing what they are. You know, maybe your temptation is that you feel um, not worthy. You don't feel approved, man. You only have 147 friends. Yeah. 
Yeah. And other people have like a, a thousand and three hundred and ninety-four friends. And I know. you know, I think that that's a very common thing. But if you look at God's word, He doesn't tell us that we're supposed to have a lot of friends. There are two scriptures I think of. Mm-hmm. He tells us um, that where two or three are gathered together in His name, He's there with us. Now we usually appropriate that um, that verse for prayer time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not prayer time. It's about the presence, enjoying the presence of God. When you have a couple of people who love him too. Another one, it says, it's not good for someone to be alone. It doesn't say, so you need a thousand followers. It says, it's not good for a man to be alone, but if he has a friend, then when he falls down, he'll get picked up. And if he is cold, he'll get warmed up. Two or three is the economy that God suggests. I totally am so glad that you went there with that particular verse about being gathered together, because it makes me think of something that I've been learning throughout the semester in graduate school. In the introduction to psychology class, we're learning all the different theories that people have come up with about uh, why we exist and what our purpose is in life, right? And so I'm always looking at these. Just some things. light reading there, right? Light Just- reading, <laughs> light reading. I'm looking at all these theories, and it's been really fun. Like Christmas morning, opening different gifts because I, I, I haven't even known that these different theories exist, mm. and then getting into it, and then looking at it through the lens of scripture and how does it, does it match? And so I'm in my second to last week, and the one theme that runs throughout all of these theories is this need for purpose and this need for belonging. Yeah. And, and then all the different ways that different human beings have tried to define this apart from God. Right. And yet I look at God's design of us and, and, you know, he is the triune God, right? So he, it's him and in the wheeze, they spun the world into existence. Right. From yeah. the very beginning, he was all about relationship, even all with about, his, his own nature. Right. He used the prophets. He used the judges. Like, And then we get Jesus. And then through Jesus, we get the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then you know, Jesus has the disciples, and he picks this core group that he's going to do life with, that he commissions to go and do his work. And I look at this, and I think, well, of course we have a need for belonging, mm-hmm. but did God ever design belonging to look like 1,100 friends? No. no, no. And when we are so busy trying to meet that need of belonging, it's not just like, it's not just Facebook. It's not just Instagram. It's not just Twitter. It's the, the use it's all of our activities, like, even. right? It's I need to numb out at the end of the night. Because yeah. there's an emptiness inside of me and I don't know how to fill it, right? Mm-hmm. It is it is the binge watching of something. It is the online shopping of something. It is whatever, and you've talked about this throughout the sugar fast and social media fast is the same thing. What are we consuming, consuming. that is consuming us from consuming Jesus? What are we consuming that's consuming us, keeping us away from consuming him? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's so true. You can't stuff your face with, with food and really experience hunger for Christ. No, that's what is so beautiful about fasting from, you know, whatever it is, that is your vice that you turn to, but most often our vices, our device and our vices, I mean, our devices are divisive. They're separating. They end up separating us because you can't be ingesting a whole lot of everybody and him so often everyone we're following is really getting between us and the one who said, follow me. I know. 
I know. And I, I think I want to leave with this, this one thought that's really killing me the most. And I don't remember the statistic exactly. It's along the lines of anxiety, depression, and suicidal ideation is up by like 150% amongst middle schoolers. Mm. And as a woman, never mind just being a mom, but as a woman, I need to have an emotional capacity to be able to meet that need of this next generation, Mm. to be present for them when they have not ever learned how to be present for themselves. Mm. And and there is going to be a, a growing need that as a culture, we are going to need to face. And I really feel like it is the responsibility of our generation, the 30 year olds, the 40 year olds, the 50 year olds and older of saying, I remember a life before this. I need to get back to a life in which I am not tethered to my devices and to my addictions. Right. So that I can be emotionally whole and and healthy, healthy, satisfied by Jesus, engaging in relationship with the Lord vertically, Mm -hmm. engaging in horizontal relationships that are life giving, because I I want to be available for this next generation as they figure out what they're going to do with themselves. I love that. And I love that in the midst of your fast right now, your daughter has seen you fasting and she said, you know, I'm kind of thinking that maybe what I experienced when we got away this weekend has to do with this. It was hard to choose to be present for my real people that, you know, the people I was with and be present for those I wasn't with. Mm, I'm going to, I'm going to camp out there. Right. But in a way, when you go through the journey yourself, you're inviting other people to see you go through it. And so I think that this is a really good invitation for, for moms and grandmoms and and sisters and daughters and all of us actually living and doing life with one another and fathers and grandfathers and husbands Mm -hmm. and wives, you know, all of us, but also just, I'm wondering how this might influence people we don't know as we're walking around. So two thoughts, and yeah. then I know we got to wrap it up. But Jim Carrey had had posted on Twitter, I saw a guy today at Starbucks. He had no smartphone, no smartphone tablet, or laptop. He just sat there drinking his coffee. <laughs> Psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, all of us, ha ha, hashtag LOL. as funny. Yeah. But what would happen if we started living that way? I mean, do people pass us and say, well, that person was available for a smile. That was weird. Right. Can we actually kickstart an availability to being present for others and connecting our, our eyes and with, you know, and smiling at one another. It talked about look up, see Christ. Yes. Look up, see your kids, look up, see your husband, look up, see your neighbors, look up, see the people in line at the grocery store, not, just because you're not distracted being online at the grocery store. Like let's start seeing each other and let's, let's be there and see if we can be part of, of reversing this cyclical um, pattern that we've gotten into. Yeah. I think it's absolutely critical. I mean, and the, the combination of, of reading your book, which is so easy to read by the way. Mm. And I don't know if it's just because I'm biased because I love you and I'm grateful for our friendship that has evolved over the years, 
or but I hear you as I as I'm reading it and I feel encouraged and challenged to pick up the next day. And so for me, my routine has been I uh, I'm sitting with it in the morning and then I'm having my quiet time and and I'm using I want to point this out. You have a companion journal that goes with it and I love it because it, it gives, you know, what is the verse that spoke to you today? What is your response to God? And I've done two more things in, yes, in it. Um, I've written out one of the quotes from the chapter that's really stuck with me as a way to remember it. And then I leave space for reflections. And the next day, when I sit down, I'm writing out my thoughts of what I felt the day before. Mm. Because I really want to treat this as like, maybe it's this counselor in training, kind yeah. of this, what is, what are the behavior patterns that are being exposed and the thought patterns that are being exposed that I can change over the next 40 years? But only if I'm intentional to, to see them and respond to them yes. and make, make choices. You know, Jesus said, you yeah. want to be my follower? You're going to have to deny yourself. Yes. And so you're, you're being, aware you're being present. You know, we talk a lot about being present to God, being yeah. present to our kids, being present, but you're being present to yourself. Yes. Say, What's going on here? What are my triggers to run into the bathroom with my phone and fall down that virtual rabbit hole? Yeah. Because my morning had been stressful. I used yeah. to run to my pantry. I don't do that anymore. Now I'm running yeah. to the bathroom with my phone right. and I'm coming out on my phone still. And that's what my kids are seeing. And that's how I'm living. What triggered that today and circling back and say, how did I do yesterday? And what were those main themes? What was that scripture? What were those main points? Oh, that's right. Huh. Yeah. That really did affect me, but here were my triggers. Yeah. I think it's really wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It's this whole idea of God, God, I want you to take a full residence mm. in me and in every habit, not just in the ones that feel holy. I want every habit to be holy. You know, I want every, I want every action <laughs> to be um, edifying and glorifying to him, even if it's hard, even if I have to die to something that's familiar, uh, to, to gain something that, that is the better gift that he's intended. Yes, um, absolutely. And God never called us to a social media sacrifice. He never called us to a sugar sacrifice. He called us to be a living sacrifice. A.W. Tozer said, whatever keeps me from my Bible is my enemy, no matter how harmless it may appear to be. So yes. let's check in and figure out like pinpoint, what yeah. are those things? And then in the process of laying them down for 40 days, um, let's maybe be present enough to recognize, well, what are the treasures? the triggers. Maybe it's loneliness. Okay, Lord, what is your word? What does your spirit have to say to me about how you want to um, meet my needs and my loneliness? Maybe it's, it's pointing to past wounds. You're very aware of these and you speak mm -hmm. about these a lot. Um, what past wounds are there? Yeah. Maybe it has to do with, with stress. This is my coping, coping mechanism for stress. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, what is your word? What, what is your spirit telling me about healthier coping? coping mechanisms. So yes, let's pinpoint what we're running to, but then during those 40 days, when we stop running, let's be present in our own lives and try to pinpoint what's sending us there. Cause God said, come to me. Yeah. Not come to it. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. 
Love it, Wendy. Thank you for Thank writing you. this book. Of course, of course. And I hope that some of your listeners will join us again for the 40-day sugar fast. And we're gonna we're gonna just go right from that really intense time of connecting online together during those 40 days yeah. into the social media fast. If you want to find out more of the social media fast, you can look at 40daysocialmediafast.com. It's the number, not the word 40. And uh, if you want to find out more about the sugar fast, you can find us at 40daysugarfast.com. And we'd love to have you as part of our fasting community. But of course, however God leads you, man, I'm over here just clapping my hands, knowing that you're going to experience such wonderful intimacy with him during those 40 days. That is awesome. Would you pray us out? With yeah, that? absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Lord, we do just take a moment to acknowledge that you're on your throne. We don't want our phones on your throne. We don't want our forks or anything else uh, as that thing that we turn to when you invite us, turn to me, return to me. And so Lord, um, if there is something that we are turning to, some barrier between us, uh, I even imagine holding up my hand in front of my face again, just that barrier. Um, God, I want to, I want to set it down. I want to put my foot down, say no more. And I want to, I want to look to you and lift my eyes up to the mountains from where my help comes from. Social media hasn't helped me. What I eat doesn't really help me, but you Lord are so present and you are my help in this life and in the eternal life to come. And so we want to set down anything that's getting between us and you Lord. So God bless us, Lord. As we, as we eagerly anticipate more intimacy with you, being present with you, and the result will be, of course, that we're also present with our real people, our, our flesh and blood people, and present for ourselves to start recognizing what some of those triggers are so that we live lives, we make choices that are more in line with our value system. We say we love you most, but in actuality, we pick up our phones more. So deal with that in us, Lord. We humbly ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Wendy, for being with us today. And thank you for listening to the More To Be podcast. I pray you've experienced a fresh encounter with God and His Word during your time with us today. If you're ready to take the next step in aligning your life with God's best, but not sure what that looks like, head over to moretobe.com slash align to take our quiz and find out. May you continue to think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus as you seek to join